Hey there, and welcome to Mythical Magic, where we talk about magic news, brews, and happenings. I'm David, and this is my co-host, Jimmy. So, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing okay, I guess. You know, working from home, not playing as much magic as I would like to. Finally broke down and started playing Magic Arena. I love Arena. I hate it. Yeah, it's a it's a lovely it's a love hate relationship with that game. But yeah, now st- definitely staying at home in quarantine is rough. Uh, the apartment is very full of people, and my cat is wanting us to leave. I feel like I'm living in my living room because mm. that's where my computer is set up, and then I have at my kitchen table I have my work computer set up. So I come out of my bedroom in the morning, I sit down at my computer, I clock in, I sit there for eight hours, I clock out. And then I move to the couch and I sit in my on my couch and I play video games and watch TV and then I get up and go back to my bedroom and it seems like all the days kind of mesh together. Yeah. Oh, uh, crippling loneliness. Right. But I mean, well, I guess luckily and at a disadvantage for me, I'm still going out to work because I was at an essential business for a while and even yep, now you just got that new cool job. Yeah. Well, it's fun. So. <laughs> But even still, like, I'm still going out, so it's just mask up, gloves up, sanitizer up, and then it's just fucked up. But, yeah, it's a whole new world, and it's it's a lot, and I don't know if I really like where we're going anymore, because I just want to play Magic. Yeah, losing on Arena is a lot tougher than losing in Paper Magic, because at least in Paper Magic, you're sitting across from a person, an actual person, and, like, you can jabber with them, and you can talk. And you can discuss what's going on, and you'd be like, oh, god damn, this sucks. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Instead of you getting oopsed across the fucking table, and then uh, <laughs> by some random faceless person that you were just like, wow, this guy is the scum of the earth. He's just rampaging me with no remorse because you can't be like, oh, man, that sucks. There's no that sucks button. There really should be. That would be really right. great if they're going, that yeah. sucks. I just want to, I want to, um, I want like a really long, no, button. So there was, no! I, I was playing the other day and an, a sorry button popped up, uh, like where yeah. the oops one usually is. And I didn't yeah. know that existed. I don't know when that comes up, but that's, it, it's obviously they can change those buttons based off what's happening. So if like someone doesn't play a land for like three turns in a row on like in the first five turns, there should be a dang, that sucks button. Dang, that sucks. Like bro. it just automatically pops up. <laughs> sorry, bro. Get on that. Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a no diggity button. Plays the land. No, you did. No diggity, man. No diggity. I don't know. Um, it's not very cash money of you. Every time they cast a <laughs> counter spell. Oh my goodness, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, but you know, like stuff goofy stuff like that is what makes magic make magic fun that interacting i mean you know they they're not calling it magic the gathering like really anymore um because there's not a, mo- a lot of gathering happening but that's what that interaction with people is always what you hear about people saying that's what's fun about magic um but i have a question as always for you what's fun to you in magic jimmy i like the human interaction that's why i prefer that's why i held out so long when it came to arena i was like i played when it first came out but I still like went to my local store and I played in person because that's what I prefer. I play, like even when I went to my store and like draft either didn't fi- or not draft, but like either standard didn't fire or it got really close to firing or if it only fired with like exactly eight people. Like I was like I would rather do that than sit at home by myself and play Magic Arena for half an hour and be like, well now I've gotten enough games and that I can't get any more rewards or anything like that and I'm not climbing the ladder. So I guess I'll just stop. Like it's just not as much fun as going. And even if you have to wait for, like, that asshole, like, three tra- tables down that's playing, like, blue-white control against the blue-white control deck, and then it's just a long-ass mirror match where everybody's standing behind them and going, okay, that guy won. <laughs> like, you have to wait for the fucking time to run out. I'd, r- I'd prefer that because at least you can sit there and talk to other people and just be part of a community rather than just playing from across this, across from some faceless computer person you're looking for interaction i'm looking for person-to-person interaction right that's what you're all about even when i played magic online for like a week i tried playing i was when i first got into modern i was like oh well what if i instead play magic online because it's way cheaper than paper modern and i can play i can play online with people and i'll still be able to talk to them and i was like okay cool i'm gonna build I i tried to build mono red uh tron but i was like trying to play pyromancer's goggles and uh dance of the devils because you know 
the huge scrub. So I was like, ooh, this would be really cool. I get to play this card again. Um, and I tried that out, but and I just kept typing in the chat to my opponents on Magic Online, this should be working better than it is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, good times. Well, yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel the same way. Um, I started playing Magic at a small hobby shop in PA, and like I was, I liked card games and like you know the building of decks. And then I was like, "Well, I want to go and play." And after you get kind of over that first social hurdle of meeting people, you're kind of like, "Oh, this interaction." And then you start playing with friends, and then you start playing with like acquaintances that you like, and it's the same thing—the interaction, meeting these people, having a good time, and it, it's what builds a community. It's what I love. Like you want to sit and play this game that you love playing with your friends, the same way like you want to play instead of video game with your friends, whether it be online and talking over the internet. Or, you know, sitting on a couch and playing with each other. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think we're the exact same way with that, where we just, we want that interaction. And playing online is just not, it's, you're right, it's not the same. It's awesome that we have that option. Like, never let me, you know, stray from that. Being able to just come home and in the middle of the night being able to queue up and play a game, that's, a, that's phenomenal. That's, that's amazing. But, you know, you miss it. You miss that kind of like banter back and forth. I would say that Magic Arena has made the game a lot more accessible to a lot mm. more people, but you don't form connections the way you do in Paper Magic. I would have, like, if, if a Magic Arena was the only thing that ever came out, they didn't make paper cards like Hearthstone does, then mm. you and I would have never met. We would have met. We would not have. How could we have possibly? Been. Like, you would have just been some faceless person on the arena, and I would have just seen Watt 64 pop up on the fucking... Uh, thing and I've been like, who's this asshole? I'm gonna kick his ass, and then I would have got t- totally ruined by some crazy brew. And I've been like, I mean, what are you gonna do? That's how it goes. And then no. I would have gone on to the next person, and I never would have thought of it again. I would have found you. I would have went to your house, and <laughs> knocked on your door, and be like, I'm not. I, I beat you the other day, scrub. Let's be friends, because <laughs> that's how you make friends. <laughs> how okay? No, let me ask you, you this then: How many people have you done that to since Magic Arena has has existed? Two. No, you haven't. That's such a lie. Why would you ask me a question and then not? Because I know the answer. I was trying to prove a point. <laughs> well, that didn't work out too well, did it? That's okay. I'm going to cut out your side of the argument and I'll, be, I'll look like a <laughs> really smart guy. But, you know, if, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I love, like a, I love I need it. A, I need like a, one of those truck horns or whatever. The bah, bah, bah. So every time oh, I win an argument, I can just. Bah, bah, bah. Air, uh, the air horn? Yeah. I don't know why I said truck horn. It's okay. I can cut that out too. Well, so so now we're transitioning then, kind of back to that question, the follow-up to that, is what you, lo- what you love most about Magic is the, the interaction. So now we're losing interaction, and our previous form of interaction was, of course, stores. So mm-hmm. what, what do stores do now? What do, where do stores go? What do you want a store to do for you now at this point? I mean, there are stores that have closed up and that are not they're selling products still, but they are not, they don't have any table space open, which I think is a good idea. I don't think it's a smart idea for people to be going out and about still. I think we need to do what a lot of other countries have done where they just kind of like, they're like, okay, two, three months tops. You just isolate. Everybody isolates. You only go out if you have to buy groceries or if you have to go to the doctor. And then otherwise you homeschool, you work from home, you do what you gotta. But unless you're an essential employee or whatever, you stay inside. If we did that, then we would be able to, in three months, we'd be done with this, right? And then I think it would be okay to, like, start moving towards having events and stuff again, like, at the end of the year, maybe January at the latest or whatever. But before, until that, I feel like there are stores in my area that are not having any people in at all, and then there are stores that are having just that you can come in and buy stuff, and then there are stores that are like, fuck it, fuck COVID, we don't believe in this shit anymore, we are gonna... (laughs) We, you can wear a mask as the as is dictated by the government, but other than that, we are running as normal. Uh, and I think that's a really bad idea, unfortunately. So I don't know where stores go next from this. I don't think that I understand that some of them have to try to make money, but I sell singles online or something like that. I don't know. There's just gotta be something better than opening up stores for draft. Like I can't think of anything literally worse than doing a eight person draft where you literally open a pack of cards touch them all with your fucking hands and then pass them to the next person over and then pit and then pick up a pack of cards that somebody else just touched. Like that seems like the most worst idea ever. 
Like, no, at least I if you're playing one on one or whatever, and you have like a, sne- a, a sneeze guard in between you, and someone goes, What does that card do? You can literally stick it to the fucking glass and go, That's what it does, or just read it to them. But <laughs> draft seems awful right now. Yeah. It, like you were saying, it, it's a tough choice for shops. Mm-hmm. They're left in a position where their business model was solely based on people coming in and physically interacting. And now it, you can't have that. And a lot of the businesses made that money by selling cards. And those people bought those cards by coming in. And when you're not coming in, it's like, eh, do I really want to bother type of thing? For, for me, uh, I think it's a chance to evolve. I don't think we're never going to be able to go back to what we were. That, that seems ridiculous to not be able to go back to at least a somewhat of what the old norm was. But I think going forward, what we have to have is more of an online presence. I think digital media is strong. I mean, Wizards is worked with local hobby shops. They gave them some extra bonus products some promos. You can do the FNM at home. I think stores should start trying to do that. Like, hey, are you playing Magic at home? Are you getting friends together to some capacity or, you know, or like that? Are you doing something online? Are you, you know, over Discord, over Skype, over Zoom? Are you doing stuff like that? Let us know, and, like, we'll put a package together for you. Like, something I've, I've not actually seen a full store do just yet, but close to it, like, with pre-releases, is put a box together for, you know, Magic in. You know, you're, you're going to have... So, the store that we went to technically kind of did that. They, when we, we told them we well, were buying enough packs, we bought 12 pre-release packs. They, for every six that you bought, you got... Um, a Planeswalker Packers, or what'd you get? You got a promo for the, you got a box stopper, basically. Right, right, right. And No, that's fine. Like, But I mean, like, a little bit more aggressive on that, because that's for pre-release. And you just take product that you have, and you're just like, hey, listen, like, if you guys are home, and you're practicing safe social distancing and best practices, you know, here's X number packs at this price. You know, you save a little bit of money, not a lot of money, but it's worth it, and you can have it for multiple people. If you guys are doing it online, stuff like that, you have to just think outside the box with that kind of stuff. You know, a little care I mean, package. I don't know if it's um, a great idea to be promoting people getting together in groups. Well, so. I, know, I just, but but I was just saying it, you could do it if people are doing stuff like online, like you, like our group. We play MTG Arena. We stream to each other. We were playing MTG. Oh, we can be doing self-made events. We could have not, and I don't want to use the term price support, but we can have like extra products used for that. And hell, a lot of people have the ability to do like Zoom calls with videos or webcams. And you can, I mean, it's rough. The setup is you have to figure it out, but you can play Magic over that. And you know what? Maybe, you know what? People want to do that and they should be encouraged to do that right now. Magic doesn't have to die. Like, you don't have to lose that ability to play with each other. And I think with that little bit of effort, maybe stores should maybe try reaching outside their norm. Now, on the flip side, a lot of stores are doing that. A lot of stores are, like, trying new things, talking with people. I know, like, a lot of, like, the board game stores uh, that sell Magic Cards too have just done a massive wave of board game sales because people are at home. But I'm just thinking, I think, for what I want from stores right now is, is like, an evolution of going that the standard procedure is no longer what it is it's not standard it there's a new there's a new event horizon and we need to embrace not change per se but just a new way of thinking so i guess change i'm sorry it yeah. is change but we need to we need to be like let's listen we were stuck in this box for decades let's try something new and a lot of these new things don't cost money they cost time and thought it takes the manager to be like uh i'm gonna promote this on whatever outlet i promote on and then if People want it, I'll make it, and I'll give it to them and sell it to them for an appropriate cost. If they don't, I'm not going to make it, and all I did was waste 30 minutes of my time making a post to social media. Like, so, is it is that that big of a deal to waste 10 minutes to, to post on social media, really? I mean, I mean, so the, the store that I mentioned that is kind of out the window where they were just like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing these events, and if Wizards, as long as Wizards is like, doesn't shut me down, then I'm going to keep running them. I don't coronavirus be damned. The the one store that did that when Wizards did say, "Hey, we are closing our store, our in store gameplay until December." I think it's after, a little bit after the the next release. Yeah, he did go and say, "You know what?" And since I can't do that, I'm going to host an online tournament. And if you right. want to enter this, I forgot what the website that they use is. I'm sure it's the one, the same one that everybody else is using for big tournaments on Magic Arena, where mm-hmm. they. Price they you pay your entry fee they match you through the tournament system you have to direct challenge every single person basically right. but then he did do that and I think he did get at least eight or ten people so Fantastic. I mean 
That yeah. he is moving forward. He is out of the box for sure, and he is definitely a lunatic. But he is a lunatic that knows his business. But that's exactly what I want. That that is verbatim what I was saying. Like that's where we. I think that's where we have to go for a while, and then when we can kind of start doing some stuff inside, when we can start meeting up again, then you you don't go right back to normal. You just keep going. Like you go, hey, we're gonna do this online event, and we have a paper, and we have a paper event, so people feel comfortable. People have options. Players and Magic historically want options when they build a deck they want options for that deck when they buy a set and a pack they want cards and different options different good card you know that's what they want when they go to a a card store they want options for sleeves options for singles that's how it's always been Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it needs to kind of go back to and i would love like a second magic renaissance to come through after all this but if people keep being closed-minded and keep being paranoid yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get this lackluster response that we've been getting. I think we've been okay. I think as a whole, magic has taken a hit, but it's not a hit really to blame on anyone. It's just it's a natural reaction. I mean, don't go and interact. Yeah, you're not gonna play a lot more magic. <laughs> so from what I've been hearing, uh, the sales of the newest magic set have actually been pretty good, considering mm-hmm. all the things that's happening. Oh, like yeah. they're selling, they're still selling better than Rivals of Ixalan or Ixalan did. <laughs> and a, I know that's a really that's low upsetting. bar. That's but a terrible thing, though. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying this. Like, they're technically during this epidemic, they are making more money on this set than they did on Rivals of Ixalan. I believe so it. it could, they're not like totally in the hole right now. They're not. I don't think. I don't think Wizards is in the hole. Wizards isn't in the hole. I think Wizards can survive very easily just because of all their secondary properties and IPs. Um, I mean, yeah, they're the, selling people cards directly right now. Like, I mean, I, I could go into a debate about how and what Wizards should do. But it's the stores, I think, that have to be understand that they have to evolve. And if for anyone that kind of feels like, well, that's kind of like rough on the stores, that is unfortunately, and I mean it unfortunately, as a whole, that's business. That's The business doesn't dictate, at least in retail, you know, what goes on, the customers and the, the culture and the world dictate it. If people move away from wanting drive throughs then drive through businesses change because of that. They're a reflection. That's why I'm always just like the stores have to evolve and change. That you can't be mad that the that the populace changed their mind. It's just the flow of things. Now, if the populace is being fickled and going back and forth, that's another story altogether. So then with that in mind, on the flip side, what do you want from the community? What do you want from other players? I have no idea. I know exactly what I want. What do you want? Because I have absolutely no idea. That was a pre-loaded question. I think that's just called a loaded question. No, I pre-loaded it, and then I shot it. (laughs) Okay. What do you want from a community, Dave? I want my community to make magic fun again. And as funny as a statement as that can be, magic is a game with a competitive side. It's not a competitive game with a game side. It's a game with a competitive side to it. Magic is, first and foremost about playing and having fun. That is the intention of the game. The secondary intention from Wizards, obviously, is to make a profit because they're selling a product. But the product's purpose is to enjoy, have fun, and make money. One And the have fun is for us. We've kind of taken that competitive part of Magic and we've pushed it to the forefront where that's, that's the only thing that makes a difference. I want to win a game, man. I always want to win. If I have a choice between winning or losing... Well, you know what? That's a lie. I usually end up choosing losing because I choose the fun play. But you want to win. Everyone does. But I don't think we have to sacrifice the interactions between each other. You know, I've had good friends and I've had not so good friends beat me in games. And, you know, I'm not happy about it. I want to win. But you don't have to, you don't have, to have a bad time. You can go 0-4 in, in an event and you can technically still have fun because of what we talked about before, those interactions with each other. I just want a good time again. And I feel like there's more often than not like those clicks and those groups and those people that take the game to a level of seriousness that maybe we don't need to be doing. And I'm not talking about if you're playing in like Mythic Championships or the Pro Tour or something like that. When you're at that level of the game, when you've progressed or you're playing in that stage, you don't, there's no time for that extra interaction really because the game is it's very formulaic at that point. But that's the nature of that. But at FNM... Take your losses in stride, you know, take your wins in stride and build people up. I feel like sometimes we push people out of this game because we demand that they be as good as us or think the same way as us. You can't and make people treat an FNM like a Pro Tour. And you no. shouldn't either because that's no. ridiculous. But that's right. I, I have seen people treat it like that where they just they get one bad loss. 
to some random brew deck that nobody could have possibly seen coming because this deck is just like not on the radar and they're like this is bullshit this is absolutely horse crap he should not be at that table he's going to ruin all my tiebreakers he got the buy the first round and then i lost to him and then he's not going to win any more games and now i'm fucked and this is horseshit and i want to repair or it's like what the fuck dude (laughs) calm down take it easy it is a game you spent eight bucks to play sometimes you lose and let me immediately flip flip myself over on the other side of the bench is it is a game if you paid money to play this game you do want to win you don't want to just throw money away to be to be fair i mean i spent eight bucks on worse stuff but yeah right but you still like coming to coming to play and win there's nothing wrong with that but again it's the treatment of each other and you know maybe it speaks to some current issues that are kind of in the air you treat people good you treat people well you treat people fair you know if you're not interested in having a good time and having banter in a game yeah, that's fine, but you don't got to be, you know, overbearing or a jerk about it. And it's okay, and this is kind of a good lesson, it's okay to tell your opponent, like, hey, listen, like, not, you know, I'm not like that. And it's decorum, because it goes both ways. Just in the same way as a person that's overexcited to play should know how to peter themselves back and be like, hey, like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be overbearing and overexcited. You, if you're not like that, if you're underwhelmed, if you're very, you know, reserved, you should be able to tell your opponent, like, oh, I'm sorry, it's not you. Like, I'm just, I'm usually kind of like really stoic and calm. That kind of interaction, that talking back and forth. And that's not something you see in any part of our society that often. People don't communicate their feelings to each other. You know, you and I do that. We talk to each other. You know, when we're not, when we're feeling something, when we're like upset, you know, it's like, it's not you. It's not me. It's just how I'm feeling and vice versa. Uh, but in magic, you sit down against your opponent, and most of the time you're like in that mindset, of like, yeah, magic, fun, hey yo, what's up? And you either get the same response back, or you get that silent, basically like, uh huh, kind of thing. And it's like, well, cool. Those are like, the people that I like to try to get the ball rolling with the most. Like, I'm usually trying to get them to like break their stoicness. Hmm. You know, and and that's awesome that you have that 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 perspective like i love that about some you. people don't want that and i understand right it. <laughs> and that's fine too it, both sides of both sides of this coin 100 percent okay but communicate when both sides can talk to each other you know it it you know it's funny because i said coin it's like a coin you have on each side a person and they're facing one direction yelling uh, their argument but they're behind each other and it's like uh if you guys just turn around for a second <laughs> that's not how coins work though dave I understand that, so let's stop being a coin. What do you want to be instead of a coin? I don't know, like a sphere, right? Like, that would work. Where we all face inwards? Yeah, and then we can talk to each other. Mm, but then you leave all of your backs exposed. It's okay. Oof. It's okay. It's a risky way to live. That analogy was not perfect, I admit that. <laughs> yeah, but... I was hoping that you weren't going to have an answer, I could just make you look stupid. But wow. <laughs> wow. That didn't work. You had a great, perfect answer. I just, it's one of those things. I just, we use the term healthy community a lot of times. I think I use that a lot. And when I say healthy community, I don't mean a bunch of casual players coming together and playing janky kitchen table magic. Although I do love that. Oh, yeah, I do too. I'm not a competitive person, but I have a competitive side where I can be like, no, like, this is happening. I'm, I'm taking this line of play. I've calculated this and I've gotten there. I'm like, I want that too. But there's a difference between being competitive and being unnecessary or, and I hate putting a label on it, like a jerk. And I think a lot of players, I think a lot of people outside and inside the game correspond competitive with jerk. And that's a stereotype that I'd like to be different. I cannot wait for this all to be over and for there to be a Grand Prix and for me to ask you to go full jerk mode. I just want to see Dave on Ritalin <laughs> just brewing the craziest deck in the corner and being like, okay, I've, I've used my... My calculator to make sure that these are the draws that you're going to get 96% of the time and that you were going to win 100% of the game. So I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Take you down or not? She's like, no, this is not a fucking game anymore. What do you think this is a game? <laughs> it's, yes. Yes, I do think it's a game. Oh, uh, God. I can't wait for that. No. God, I can't. be Grand Prix again. <laughs> I don't. I can't. And, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where. You know, we we were talking before we started, you know, about the term spike. Spike players, or if you haven't heard, are the competitive, edgy players that their focus is to play the best deck, uh, whether they brewed it themselves or found it off the internet, which i.e. called net decking, but they play to win. It doesn't, but now that doesn't mean they're jerks. It's an automatic assumption that if you're spiky, 
you're a jerk. You're a jerk too. And it, and I'll admit it. I've done it too where I'm like, oh, that guy's a spiky. He's spiky. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but I've used it in that connotation. Spike does not mean you're a bad, mean person. It just means that your ta- your your preference is to focus more on winning. You're 51-49. Winning first, fun second. Yeah, um and I don't think it's fair to the spikes that are out there because there's there's spikes. I can be spike. I can be a spike if I wanted to, but I'm not gonna be a jerk about it. Calling someone on a misplay isn't being a jerk. It's the rules. <laughs> like as a judge, I can tell you, like telling someone like uh, you can't do that. I need to call a judge is not a mean thing to do. If they did something wrong in the game, they did something wrong. So, for what I want from the community is I want understanding. If you have to, if I have to pick a word. I'm going to pick the word understanding. I want a better understanding community. That would be great. What about you? That's it. You nailed it. <laughs> I have I, nothing I take... more to add. You've done, you've done it all. Did I take the words right out of your mouth? You sure did. I did. Uh, did I take your breath away? No, I still can do that. Oh, well, okay. So with that all in mind then, Jimmy, what's next for Magic and the stores? Uh, the pandemic is going into, what is it? It's, it's full second half or it's two out of three session i don't know it's if going into lucky. another phase yeah it's yeah, going into it, a yeah. third phase it's going is, into another holy phase yeah. shit we need to re-evaluate where we right. thought we were and do get we, back to quarantining and stuff like that right. do we need to double 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 down and come back in or do we need to just be like f it we everyone just double, go out double double down i remember when uh, we were in like the first stage of it and we were like oh yeah we'll flatten the curve and then this will happen and then it started everything started to reopen a little bit and everybody was like yeah, but haven't you ever seen, like, nobody's learned from the past. Like, with every plague that there has ever been, there's always these people that think, oh, everything is going great because nobody is sick right now because they're either not testing for it or because they were in quarantine for, like, a week. And then the there's the second spike, and then everything gets way worse. And no, everybody was like, no, we're not going to have that this time. And then, lo and behold, here it fucking comes. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like... A boulder running down a mountain. It's just <laughs> definitely going to hit you, and you're standing there looking the other way going, nah, no, see, I, this side is flat. <laughs> I can take this. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying I don't think – I think for the rest of the year it's probably a bad idea to be hoping for an FNM in the store. So oh, I yeah. think I think stores need to be trying to move towards what other stores are doing where they're doing hosting online events and stuff like that. Uh, I know FNM at home is not – like the greatest thing for the stores like it does get them a little bit of buzz but i think they're only getting like i don't know what it's something like crazy ridiculously low percentage of like yeah. sales that they would have gotten from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving away those codes like getting the screenshots of you playing arena uh i think they're only getting like a dollar or something like that i don't know i don't actually know the number i don't i shouldn't say that but i think it, i know that they're not making as much money as they would if you came into the store and played fnm in the store Right. So the the evolution needs to take place where it's not a world upheaval thing. It's just a okay, this is the nature of of our state, of our country, our health. So let's move our business something out. So I, I mean, and I'll say this harsh point about it. I think it's evolve or die. I think it's honestly a, an evolve or die situation. If if a store's leader, owner, manager isn't willing to think outside the box ethically, then you know, what are you doing? What are you doing running a store like that? Magic is an ever-changing game. Rotation in standard. Bands in Eternal and friggin' other formats like Pioneer and Modern. New innovations with Arena coming out. I mean, it's retail. It's always evolving. Like, there's nothing I've ever learned in my time in retail that it's not an always evolving business. How can you be leading something like that and not be like, okay, well... I guess we're going to have to change our business model. I think we have to take a look and be like, we're changing. Just because you didn't work for CVS long enough. It's <laughs> all the same there all the time. I quit in 2015. I came back in 2020, and it is all the same. Well, I mean, like, you take a look at big corporations uh, like Walmart. Walmart has changed their hours of operation drastically. I mean, drastically. They've gone from being almost all 100% 24-hour stores to stores opening up like, like seven or eight and closing at like seven or nine. I mean, that's a huge change for that company. And I mean, I applaud them because I'm like, awesome. Like, you guys are taking a leap forward. You're not going to sit there idle. And at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, obviously I want convenience. But you have to understand, like, there's a, there's a give and take on that. There's a give and take on all those things. And I, 
you know, these stores, and I'm talking when I say stores, yeah, everyone, like I'm I'm speaking more along the lines of like these pure card game shops that are comics, board games, and TCG games type of stuff. Like that's their main focus. If they're not willing to venture outside that norm. And also, they should be able to survive because if they build up their clientele, if they've fully like kind of invested into their community, then the community is going to help them. They post and they go, hey, like, we're not doing in- in-store sales. We're doing online sales. And here's this deal type of thing or here's this. There's ways around it. I, I, think, we're, I think we're lazy as business owners. I think as managers and business owners, we're lazy on what we want and we're not willing to just push outside that box. And yes – change is weird and uncomfortable for for people like you don't want to keep changing because then people have uncertainty but hell man we're already uncertain maybe maybe it's okay so so that that's 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 like kind of like the the state of affairs for for magic i want to make i want to make magic fun again with this podcast so speaking of making magic fun again uh, mm. They just had a ban and restricted announcement update uh, on July 13th that I think mm-hmm. took place immediately. Uh, in historic, a format that we haven't really touched that much on, we haven't been streaming it at all, but mm-hmm. I want to get into it. We've got to buy the, the historic bundles on Arena. Uh, but they oh, banned no. Agents of Treachery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they banned Winota, Joiner of the Forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, they banned Fires of Invention. They banned Nexus of Fate, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ban Burning Tree Emissary, which I think is an odd one, but I've heard some people say that that's probably the best idea. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done a lot of historic too much. I can understand Agent of Treachery getting banned. That card's really good. It's just good. It it's a really solid card for what you're paying. Well, um, not even that. I, the way I've heard people were playing it was they were playing in Winota decks that just had a bunch of token generators that generated non-human tokens, and they would only play for Agent of Treachery in the deck. So they would just, on turn four, play Winona, attack with their tokens, go get Agent of Treachery out of their deck because it's the only human to get, and they would just steal all of their opponent's lands or something like that and just ruin them. That's mean. It's um, really mean, but that's why they banned it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the same thing with Winona. I think it's a really good card. I think in a lot of contexts, it's a little too strong. It's four, 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 four. But it's the fact that like its ability triggers. It doesn't have to do anything other than be in play. So, you know, it's like a it's like an enchantment. Like you played it and you're good. You did your job. She doesn't have to activate, she doesn't have to tap. She just gets her effect. Yeah, I did not realize today until today that uh the creatures that she brings into play are attapped and attacking and have indestructible for some crazy reason. Yeah, it's not that good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah, I get it. I mean I've seen the the historic bands and they they make sense. Fires of Invention, Nexus of Fate. I get it. Like I just get the potential that they possess. And when you're trying to keep a healthy meta, those kind of cards are a little overbearing. You know, yeah, we want fun cards. Yeah, we want powerful cards. But I get it. Those cards are a little overbearing. Um, Burning Tree, and I, you know, I'll, I'll fully, fully admit my following on that one. I don't know that one, but I can understand if there's some sort of synergy going on where that so might I be a little think, too much. I think that the other thinking is that the Gruul Aggro decks are very good in historic already. Mm. Uh, and if Burning Tree Emissary, if all these other stuff got banned, all the mid-range and control decks got banned, basically. Uh, that burn that the rule aggro decks would be way too strong, and burning tree emissary just leads to the potential for incredibly explosive starts, where you just luck into having three or four of them in your hand, or even two of them, and then mm. on turn two you play basically three or four creatures, and you just wreck your opponent on turn three, and they really don't have a chance to get out the gate, and it's just yeah. not a fun like. It's just one of those. Well, my opponent had the nut draw. There's absolutely nothing I could do. It's more of a flip of a coin kind of thing at that point. Yeah. And they just don't want that to happen. No. Uh, Yeah. All those made sense to me. So in Pioneer, they didn't ban anything, which was surprising. They instead chose to unban Oath of Nyssa. And I have no fucking idea if they're paying attention at all to Pioneer because that seems like the worst possible choice. Why? Tell me why. Because the Inverter Truth combo deck and the Underworld Breach combo decks have been ruining mm-hmm. all of the format, all of that format. They have been like so. They stated in their BNR update that the reason that they didn't ban them was because they weren't seeing a lot of tournament play right now. And the reason they're not seeing a lot of tournament play right now is because there aren't a lot of Paper Pioneer tournaments. Uh, from 
all of the challenges on Magic Online, like the last like three or four weeks, they have been winning all of those challenges. There are not a lot of them that are out there, so there's only like maybe once a week, I think. But mm-hmm. they were like the top couple of like within the top three were like a number of those decks all the time. Like they're always on the top end of that. Like if those decks are tough to play and you have to know all the lines for them. But in the hands of a pro, their 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 win percent ratings go from being like a thirty percent or a forty percent to being like an eighty percent. It was like the the Kark Clan Ironworks combo. Uh, that deck was really hard to pilot in modern. But uh, I forgot what the pro's name was that was playing it for a long time. But he had like an unprecedented like ninety percent win rating with that deck just because he knew every in and out of that deck. He knew exactly how it worked. He knew exactly what hands to keep, and he knew exactly how fast he could win. And that dude was fucking unstoppable with that deck. I heard, I heard a story that he that when the ban and restriction announcement that came out that banned that card, he was in the shower and he could just hear his roommates could just hear him sobbing in the shower. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean, when you're making when you're making like money off of playing this magic deck and yeah. it suddenly gets banned, I understand it. But no, like no. the fact that they that they thought it was okay to just leave all these like I feels like they're just neglecting Pioneer entirely and they're just like, you know what? There are no paper tournaments happening. People are not playing Pioneer. Let us just focus on historic and we'll just make historic look awesome. We'll introduce new cards to it. We'll update that ban and restrict it. They had five cards on the ban and restricted uh ban and restricted announcement for the for historic. And they had one unbanned that doesn't probably even matter for the Pioneer one. That feels like it's saying something. Like, all the other so, formats got one or two, maybe. So let me let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. Because I actually see Wizards kind of... I see their point. So Pioneer, I don't think at any point right now is dead. But you're right. A lot of what's happening is Pioneer is on a back burner because of the lack of paper tournaments, the lack that it's on, on MTG Arena, which is a really big push item right now. So you, the handful of events that are happening over on online don't really take up a large piece of the pie for them so yes they're ignoring it but not ignoring it in a malicious way it's just not something they put a lot of effort in now i'd imagine the moment that pioneer started kicking off more the moment pioneer started seeing more activity they would take a step in and probably do something the sad fact is that pioneer is just off to the side it's something that exists it's something that they love but it's not something that they can really put any energy into because of the state of affairs that's going on. So from their position, they're like, well, listen, we don't want to just, you know, make these big shuffles and pioneer and scare people and push people away. But we also want to do something to get people to play pioneer and feel like the format is relevant. So I'm bidding an oath and card, which is a moderate card. I think that's actually a pretty smart idea. Um, they're going to try to create some buzz with pioneer. And then maybe that'll help them get some more voices out there. Because probably the other thing is people aren't talking about it. People are winning these events, don't get me wrong. But, like, there's no buzz about it. There's no big deal about it. There's, no big, there's not enough big events going on. So I think, they played, I think they picked the safe route. I'm not saying Inverter doesn't need a ban. I'm just saying I think they picked the safe route to try to get Pioneer stable overall. And I mean that in the sense of the metagame and the community feel for it. They're like, okay, we're going to unban something, give you guys something to play with. But at the same time, like, you know, listen, Pioneer is just going to be right here. And they pat it on the head and they say, pat, pat, pat. And then they kind of mosey on over. So I think overall, I think, it was a, I think it was a fair thing to do, considering the state of where we are. Now, if we reverse this and we say that we didn't have this pandemic and then this is what they did with Pioneer – then I'd be a little more hesitant to be like, that's ridiculous, that's crazy, like, what's going on? So, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, man. All I heard was, you were right, Jimmy, they should have banned all that stuff. You're right, you're 100% right, and I defer to your judgment. Okay, anyway, right. in modern, <laughs> yeah. they banned Arkham's Astrolabe. Ooh, good. That yeah, I've, I've heard that that card is a problem. Um, I don't know what that's going to do for the format. I guess it kind of just makes those decks even slower i don't know if it makes them unplayable i don't really play those types of decks so i don't really know um i've heard that there's we're probably going to see a lot of regression in the modern format and it'll go back to uh the titan decks and the tron decks and the the mid-range decks and stuff like that that were pre-modern horizons unfortunately every fucking card from that set has been every relevant card from that set has been banned so far basically um (laughs) 
I mean, that <laughs> pre-version of, of Modern wasn't a bad Modern board. So no, it was great. Kind of, so, I mean... It was pretty solid. Uh, great. You know what? No. I think that was also another fine one. You know, that's... it's We were getting a custom in Modern to have cards like uh, the Astro, Astro Lab to be banned. And I, I mean, obviously, people will be upset about it. But at the same time, like, man, you know what? That's fine. Getting Modern back to that mid-rangey kind of grindy route is cool. It's going to suck because that means that humans might pop back up again. But That's okay. you know My what? Dredge deck will beat them anyway. Yeah, you I know hope. you know what? It's just another chance for Modern to go back a step and take another two steps forward. Modern, I think, is on a much better upswing than it has been consistently, at least, for a while. I think over the past like year and a half, it's been much better than it has been in the prior years, where it's like really shaky every month, every mm-hmm. two month kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I like the modern one. The modern one I thought was pretty cool. I think, it, yeah, I think it's a good plan. Uh, in I think the last one that they changed was they changed Popper. They yes. banned uh, both Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure, I don't play any Popper. I have I no idea what the Popper format is like. I, I play Popper. I like Popper a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm, I was really excited when they finally were like, yep, Popper's a real thing. We remembered we had it. Um, Expedition Map sucks because Expedition Map going means that the Tron deck is basically dead, I think. Is I'd that have to bad, go back though? And- Yes. Tron and <laughs> Copper seems like it would be a nightmare. I don't know what they're going yeah. to get. Oh, because it's not like they so, have Mugen and you don't, <laughs> Worm Coil Engine and stuff. Uh, you don't even want to know. It's so much fun. Um, also, like, there's a combo deck with it. So, you know, I get it, but it, I feel like it's going to kill, like, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't think Tron, the Tron deck can survive. Um, Mystic Sanctuary makes perfect sense. Um, just the nature of, when, when in Popper, when a deck's controlly, it's it's just controlling. Like you get that upper hand, and it feels even worse almost in in, in other formats, in other constructed formats. Uh, that's kind of some big news for Popper. The Expedition Map and the Mystic Sanctuary. Um, I think the Mystics. I think the Mystic Sanctuary is just cutting cutting it off in advance. Be like, stop it. Um, and then the Expedition Map is like, oh, fuck. Uh, I think that one's gonna hit the hit it pretty hard. So that kind of sucks. But no, I like the band and the bands this time around. I know like some people were talking about like standard didn't get anything. I'm not sure standard needed it. So they they announced beforehand what they were banning from. They announced yeah. the formats that they were going to do bannings from, uh, and they had they just had banner restricted announcements for standard a while ago. Like I don't think that they yeah. need to keep going. They don't need so to change it every week. Like the the cards the cards in standard that and I think they said this in their in their their notes on it. The cards that they were gonna, they probably ban in standard, are gonna be cards that rotate out come Zendikar, mm-hmm. come this autumn, and it's one of those things where it's like you really just want to cut that card's life cycle short when the entire format. And I, I mean, listen, the entire format's changing. When I know we won't be able to play de- play gates decks anymore. I don't want to talk about it. All right, I'm holding a funeral service. Um, I'll send it out on Twitter where I'm doing it, but pulling out for gates. But yeah, you don't. A lot of those cards are going to just kind of go away. So it's one of those things where it's like at this point, especially with everything that's going on, maybe it is just better to just leave it for the way it is and just get your get your last get your friggin' kicks in and then it's gone. Unfortunately, um, I know I've so, heard. On speaking Twitter, of getting your kicks in, I have heard rumblings and rustlings that mm-hmm. SCG might do a no ban list standard tournament. Oh, they've done something like that before with other Yeah, formats. that sounds super cool, and I don't want to play it, but nope. I would be very interested in, in watching it. Nope. And I would love to see like the stuff that people come up with, because nope. that sounds crazy. <laughs> nope. Do you think it's just going to be Oko all over the place? I think it's going to be stupid, annoying, and lopsided so, every round. <laughs> so you say that, but the reason that Oko was such a problem, right, was uh-huh, because uh-huh. they banned Field of the Dead. That card, Field of the Dead was keeping that, that card in check a lot. So... Ne- like just imagine it because they when they were planning these sets out for standard they were like yes all of these things will be in standard at the same time it will be no problem people will have come to a decision where they're like okay these are the cards that are playable and these cards that are not playable uh and they expected to have field of the dead oko fires of invention veil of summer once upon a time all these cards were all supposed to be in standard all the same time with like uro and the the Hydra and all the stuff, all the things—they were all supposed to be in format at the same time, yeah. and that would have just been like 
the mo- like I can't imagine that if they held one of those tournaments, it's not like some blue green deck that's beating yeah. the whole thing. But yeah. still, like that sounds really fucking cool. It's just gonna be a deck that literally runs Asian of Treachery, Field of the Dead, Oko, Once Upon a Time, and Veiled of the Summer. Like it's just, that's gonna be the deck. <laughs> so I heard that they were gonna try to get it so that you could play Companions as their original formatting. Is it in paper or online? This would be online, so I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't that. know how they would do that. There's I don't no know how they would do that. <laughs> but like, imagine, like, so no, do I don't you think play that. That's with, stupid. with all that, I know this is a really off-topic tangent, but with all know. of that stuff unbanned and with Companions being the number, like, the, the original formatting, do you think that it's still just blue-green something? Or do you think it's some sort of, sort of like, weird... I, I imagine it's just banned with. Um, it's just blue green the, X. It's blue it's, green X. Win the game. That's what no, it is. No, it's the. It's got the bird one in it. What is his name? The bird Yorion. One. It's just Yorion banned oh. control with Uro and. Oh yeah, never mind. I'm this done. sounds like a nightmare. Never mind. I'm Let's done. not do this. SCG, call it off. We're pulling the plug. I know we're not affiliated with you guys at all, but let's you know I'm shut done. it all down. This sounds like a nightmare. Oh my god! You know it's not a nightmare. You? No. Yeah. You're delightful. Yeah, yeah. I love you. You're delightful too, and I love you. Uh, Nomad Mythmaker. What is that? Because it's this card for this week. It's called <laughs> Nomad Mythmaker. It's uh, it's a rare from Judgment, uh, old set that was really bad. It's two colorless, one white. It's a creature cleric, and it's a two-two. It has an activated ability of one white tap. Put target enchant creature card from your grave. Oh, from any graveyard. I'm sorry, from any graveyard. Into play, enchanting a creature you control. You now c- control that enchantment. I love this card because I like enchantments. Enchantments are low-key, one of my favorite card types. I always thought they were super cool, and I secretly want enchantment subtyped lands, but let's not talk about that. That's a different type oh, subject. We're not talking about too it. Busted. It'd be so busted. Um, you're busted. So I just like this card because at instant speed, you can get any enchant creature from your graveyard, from any graveyard, and just put it on the field enchanting a creature. So this is a cool little rules thing, though, which a lot of people probably already know at this point because it's kind of come up throughout the ages. When you do this and you put this into the play and you attach a creature, it is not targeting that creature. Mm-hmm. So you could target, or rather, you could put it on a creature that has Shroud. Or Hexproof or, well, yeah. or yeah. Uh, Protection. Yeah, something like that. I don't care. But it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Nomads weave tails thicker than tapestries. That's the flavor text on it. And it's some, like, crazy, like, bald chicker guy in a monk suit sitting out of ten talking to, like, these four other crazy hobbit-looking freaks. And he's all like, fucking look out! (laughs) And I don't know, he's got his hands up and his... <laughs> Their tapestries are so dummy thick that they're alerting all yeah, the right? townspeople and he's of like, the history. Thou shalt, thou shalt play thine creature enchantment from thine graveyard. Otherwise, thou shalt not be cash money. And it's, I, <laughs> I love it. Go on over, go on over to to our uh, to our Twitter and our Facebook, and I'm gonna post a picture. Of it. It's great. Oh, that's the mascot. Oh my goodness! Oh, I love it. That is not our mascot. <laughs> All right. Well, it's my. It's not my spirit animal. Our Pretty mascot. Much. Our mascot is Karn. Yeah, my. Fe- I was gonna say I it's don't not think my. Can legally choose no, that. It's not my spirit animal either, because Freddie Mercury is my spirit animal. What? <laughs> Gene Belcher is my spirit animal. That's a good one. That yeah. is a legitimate good one. Uh, we should take our two spirit animals out for a walk someday. <laughs> okay. If you want to catch us on the social media sites, we are on all of them that I signed up for. We are on Facebook at Magic Mythical. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Mythically Magic. On Twitch, we are streaming at Magic Mythical. And if you want to befriend us on uh, MTG Arena, we are Mythical Magic with a space in, the betwe- in between. Uh, that's Mythical Space Magic. And then the numbers are 52328. So remember that, 52328. And you can add us on there, and we'll be fr- your friends, and we can direct challenge you, and you can direct challenge us. Direct direct at me right now. Gosh damn it. I Bring s- it. I swear I will ruin you. <laughs> Come at me, Scrub Lord. I'm ripped. Um, <laughs> but I think that's it for us tonight. No. We'll see you wait, next time. Wait, 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 wait. If you go to our Twitter, which is, uh, what is it again, Jimmy? 
It's Mythically Magic. Okay. And then if you also go to our Facebook, which is, Jimmy? <laughs> Magic Mythical. Okay. Uh, you'll find a poll. And that poll is something you can take a part in. Do you want to know what that poll question is, Jimmy? Yeah, because I don't, I don't even know what this poll question you is. You do know. If you would have... Just read our notes. Uh, the, poll, the poll question is, what format do you like best? I want to know. Uh, tell me what your favorite format is. And um, if you also want to just throw it, even if you want to just tweet and add us or leave a comment on Facebook about why it's your favorite. And I'm going to be talking about formats next time. Yeah, and the one we pick might be yours. It might be. I mean, there's not that many. And also, also... In that uh, poll for your format, you can you can choose um, MTGA formats and you can choose retired formats as well. So there's not just the the basic list of like pioneer, Ooh, tiny leaders. Uh, yeah, go ahead, you can choose that one. Uh, cool. I won't though. I uh, please don't. Well, thanks for coming out and listening. And I'm David. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> All right. We'll have a good night. Bye, guys. See you.